The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. I think I'm going into my 11th or 12th year on Voice America, and I really wholly believe in what VoiceAmerica.com stands for. They bring such quality programming to all of us, and certainly um, they espouse my value, which is helping people turn their problems into solutions, you know, and find the opportunity in the obstacle, which is always a challenge for all of us, but that's how we make our lives happier and healthier and more joyful. So my guest today is Lisa Kane, and she's the founder of SnackGirl.com, and she's the author of Snack Girl to the Rescue, Easy Delicious Food for Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner. She has a real-life guide to losing weight and getting healthy with 100 recipes under 400 calories. And Lisa Kane is a PhD. She's an evolutionary biologist by training. She's the founder of SnackGirl.com, and it's Snack-Girl.com, and she's from Amherst, Mass. Well, welcome. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think one of the first things people want to know is, can they snack? Because right away, we think of the word snack like, oh, you shouldn't be snacking. And that's not necessarily true, right? Because you can eat smaller portions when you snack. So, um, yeah. you know, really kind of dispel this myth about snacking is bad. Well, you know, this is, this is such funny. I think that you're right that there has been, um, yeah, in fact, I remember on, on the Martha Stewart show, yeah. somebody got up, you know, you can ask Martha questions, and, he, and this guy got up and said, what do you snack on, Martha? And she looked at him really disdainfully and said, nothing, I do not snack. Yeah. And um, it cracked yeah. me up <laughs> because obviously um, Snack Girl is about snacking and um, it, was, it was founded to talk about healthy snacking because right. so much of the time Martha's got it right. Um, people, if you're snacking, usually it's on something, you know, not very good for you, junk food. People snack on Snickers bars. But I, but I and think, let me just say, I think looking at it. your recipes, I mean, I think you're really following not so much snacking, even though it is snacking, it's really small meals, which is what is, is recommended for good health, is more frequency yes. and smaller. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that is a lot of the idea here. I mean, we've got to honor that we're hungry between meals, mm-hmm. um, and because a lot of people, especially people who are trying to lose weight, are eating smaller meals. Um, the idea was to give a lot of, you know, uh, solutions for those between meals 
snacks that are actually healthy and will contribute to your uh, diet instead of, you know, be a detriment. So what would you say, what, um, what would be some good advice to avoid the common weight loss pitfalls and then how we can move into some, you know, good healthy snacking? Yeah, so, so in my opinion, some of the, the common weight loss pitfalls are just are about, you know, the, actually going on, on diets where the idea is you're going to lose 5 to 10 pounds, you know, in, in a month or in a week. Or, you know, you, the, the pitfall that I see most people get into is if I, if I can just do this for, like, two weeks, I'll lose the weight or you know, a month and I'll get in the bathing suit. And then what they do is they go back to, right, right back to eating the weight they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, they gain the weight back. So mm-hmm. I think that like that just even just the meta layer of just looking how do we how do we see losing weight? Um, mm. it, it's this awful you know you know restrictive painful thing, and so that's what leads to most of the pitfalls of like stuffing ourselves when we're we get really really hungry right before dinner and then we eat 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 because you know we're really right. hungry you know and so you know obviously I'm going to say hey, have a light snack so you don't overeat or um, but just the vision of of, of, of doing something really extreme, I think, is a pitfall. And instead of just taking small steps, like, if I could even say snack-like steps, like small steps, yeah. instead yeah. of making this huge project um, and taking a look at each habit at a time. Well, I think, you know, there's, a, there's another issue here, Lisa, and that is, to me, that is the confusion about what to eat. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. should it be gluten-free? Should it be organic? Should it be whole grain? Should it be low fat? Should it be high fiber? Should it be no sugar? I mean, you know, after you finish listing all those, you end up with you can't eat anything. So <laughs> no, you're left with celery. Celery is what you're left with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even grapes because grapes are too high in sugar. That's right. They've got Pretty the high sugar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, my my solution is sort of middle of the road, you know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to take I'm trying a lot of common sense here. I mean, I I would my heart would break without gluten and caffeine, and you know, I love coffee, you know, I love all these things or ice cream. But the, we have this issue where we have too much of things, you know. So mm-hmm. instead of saying get rid of all gluten, you know, cut back on the gluten, you know, instead of all sugar. If you're drinking fruit juice, stop drinking fruit juice. Stop eating soda. You know, this is the thing. Like, we, we have these visions of all, we're in this extreme mindset. We've got to give up all these things. But really, it's just about cutting back on them and trying to increase, even though it's boring, fruits and vegetables, whole grain, lean, and lean meats, if you're into that, um, will help you be healthier. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of your recipes in terms of what you put together for healthy snacks and your rationale behind that as a biologist, <laughs> as a scientist. Yeah, that's true. I'm a biologist. Um, so the idea is you want, like, between 100, 150 calories. And you, you want to have, you know, like a fruit or a vegetable and a protein um, to, to kind of satiate your hunger as well. So, like, a classic that a lot of adults don't eat but my kids will eat is, like, apples and peanut butter. And adults mm. should eat that, by the way. Because um, you got about apples, about 100 calories, and you could do a couple, one tablespoon of peanut butter, and, and you're good. And it's tasty, and it's hit sweet and salty, and all those taste things, and it's crunchy. Um, so I'm aiming for that type of 
uh, arena. And I'm always trying to pair those two things. Um, like I also do um, something like a chocolate smoothie, um, which mm. is also a sweet one, which is, has got some milk, which, you know, if you're dairy-free, you can't do that, but you might go with almond milk and a banana and some unsweetened cocoa. And if you want, just add a little bit of sugar if it's not sweet enough for you, but if it's a ripe enough banana, it will be, and you've got a really great snack. Um, when you're talking about savory, um, it's, you know, trying to hit that same flavor sensation as, as potato chips because a lot of people snack on potato chips. Um, so I like to use, uh, like, celery with some whipped cream cheese and um, a bit of chili powder. Which is an, it's got that crunch, but it's also got kind of a fatty, fatty thing going on. And you can, it's amazing. You get three, you know, inches, three large inches of celery uh, and some um, cream cheese, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these are very delicious things. I mean, these are, what about things like, Lisa, honey, you know, um, almond butter? I mean, now, almond butter is delicious. It's high in calories. Uh, honey is healthy, but, again, it's got sugar. So what's your feeling about that? Well, I think this, what I, you know, everything in moderation. You know, you're not pouring it everywhere. Um, just like olive oil, a lot of people avoid it because it's processed. I mean, I, I like it. You know, I, I put it on my salads. It tastes good. It, it also helps, you know, having fat in your food, it helps you um, absorb nutrients. So, you know, it, it's just, it, it's the amount. Mm-hmm. This looks really good. Dried figs dipped in chocolate. <laughs> now, you what kind of a, chocolate are we talking talk about? about? Are we talking about the, the dark chocolate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I talk about how um, I have this thing for uh, dark chocolate salted caramels um, because it hits that the, the fatty, sweet, salty thing all at once, you know. Yeah. And I can tell you right now in the store where they are. I can tell you where they're sitting, both in Trader Joe's and in Whole Foods. I know where they are <laughs> because I got <laughs> if you read Thomas Kessler's book about um, eating, the end of overeating, he talks about this bliss point um, that kind of drives your addiction to this type of taste. And I'm going to tell you, I, uh, that, hits, that hits it for me. I and think that's true. I think we all have certain preferences. Yeah, some people love yeah, hot food, some people love sweet food. Now, I'd like you to address this. I really like this. This is a, a title of one of your chapters or one of your headings. And I want you to explain it. It says, replace the comfort food with comfort food. What do you mean? <laughs> so what I'm trying to do is, is replace the food that you grab when you're upset. Usually it's pretty bad for you with other food that's also comforting, that's good for you. Okay. So instead of like potato chips, like chicken noodle soup. There's nothing wrong with chicken noodle soup. Very comforting. It's warm. Um, and it might bring back good memories, and it, that's mm. the kind of thing I'm talking about. Well, but what if the chicken noodle soup is really processed with a lot of preservatives? That's different. Well, then, yeah, so, right, so I actually have a, a soup recipe, chicken noodle soup recipe in book. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Um, yeah. But it's still, I, I guess, a lot of what I'm trying to address is it's still a lot better than eating potato chips, but you, you might argue that it isn't. But... But, Lisa, what about potato chips that are, you know, at the natural food section, and it's just potatoes and oil, and, you know, they are, um, 
it, it looks like it's a health food. So what do you think about that? I think potato chips are still a highly processed food hmm. compared to, um, you know, slicing and baking your own potatoes. Mm-hmm. Because if they're deep fried, they're packaged, um, usually a lot of salt's been added. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's my problem with that. Okay. All right. So let's talk about good processing versus bad processing. And you have 10 food buzzwords and phrases. Organic. Yes. Gluten-free. Real. All natural. Reduced sodium. Low fat. Whole grain. Zero grams of trans fat. High fiber. No added sugar. Now, do you have to do all these at once? (laughs) Like we said, I don't know if you'll be left with anything. But um, talk about those. Well, these are the ones you find on, on the front of packages that usually trick people into thinking a food is healthier than it is. Um, like, no added sugar is the classic because you can have um, a very high sugar food with uh, concentrated fruit juice, and they didn't add sugar, but they did add a highly concentrated sugar in the forms of highly concentrated fruit juice. So. This is the thing where the marketing of big food companies is trying to trick you. And they, they're not doing it on purpose. They're just trying to sell food. But this, this is where you say, oh, no, it's sugar. It's low in sugar. And you pick it up and you walk out. And you look back and you're like, 20 grams of sugar per serving. Wait, wait, wait. You know, you, I, I wasn't trying, That's a I wasn't lot. trying to buy something with sugar. You know, and you can find that over and over again. And um, that's you know, I never used to look at sugar. I look at sugar grams all the time. If I want a dessert or I want something, I look, and I try to look for something under ten grams of sugar, which isn't always easy to get. But when I start seeing, like you just said, twenty-five, thirty grams of sugar, I, I put it back. Yeah, I know that's a high bar you've got. That's not easy. Yeah, well, I know. And and I don't always make it either. You know, I don't always make it either, but I just um I try to I try to look at that more now than I did before. But I do think and I, I'd like you to comment on this, I do think that the no trans fat is really important. That should be a priority. What do you think? Well, the thing is that most foods, due to the regulations, have pulled trans fat out. I agree that there should be no trans fat, and um, and if there is, you need to, you know, not eat it. But right now, like, they'll put zero grams of trans fat on something that would never have had trans fat in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it, you see what I'm talking about? It, it's trying to say this is a health food with a, a piece of information that's just useless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what should we look for? I mean, what, when we go to the grocery store and we want a snack, where should we go first? Well, first we should go, you should go to the produce aisle because this is the funny thing. When you get to the store, there's this huge aisle that says snacks on it, and they've got us thinking this is where we find snacks. I mean, I would say above the aisle it says snacks. But guess what? <laughs> the stores build the snacks everywhere else, um, but especially in the produce aisle, your, you know, your apples, your oranges, your raisins, you know, the, the wonderful, um, you know, fruits and vegetables you can find there should be the starting point. And then, um, and then when you do pick up the same package that, um, because, 
you know, you, you're in a rush and you, and you don't want to cut up an apple. I mean, this is the kind of thing we're talking about. Um, then what you want to look for is, is whole foods, you know, nuts and, um, is, a great, is a great solution, a package of nuts and, or trail mix. You know, if you really like them and it's in there, I mean, that's okay because you're still going to be doing better than a package of Oreos or a package of Chips Ahoy. So mm-hmm. trying to find ones that include whole foods. Okay. All right. Something you write here in your philosophy. You say, when you use more vegetables, you can use less meat. By doing this, you reduce calories and saturated fat. You save money because meat is more expensive per pound than vegetables. And when you go green, meat uses more resources than vegetables to reach the table. So when you eat less meat, you are being more unfriendly to the environment. I think that's really wise, very sound. Comment on that. Thank you. Well, I just wanted to think about... um, Well, Alice Waters actually inspired me about this because she said use meat as a condiment. Interesting. And that really got me thinking, like, how could, like, catch up, you know, just a little, you know, a little bit. <laughs> and also, I went to China and visited China, and they use meat as a condiment. There's a little bit in, and a ton of vegetables and a lot of rice when true. you go and you go to the country. Yeah, they do a lot of fish. So, a lot of fish. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah. And so that's what I try to do in my recipes. I cut the, I cut the meat of a classic meatloaf in half. You know, and I added other things like mushrooms and green peppers and, um, to try to say, okay, we can still have meat, but if we, if we flush it out with more vegetables, it, you, you still get that meaty taste that you love and get this, you get to cut calories and get this, it's good for the planet because we know that um, meat takes a lot of resources to make. Yep. So, I, yep. yeah, I, I live that way. I, be, I eat a lot less meat than I used to and um, I've lost a lot of weight and I feel good. Let's talk about tips, and this is in your book, tips for common pantry items. You know, how do you, again, you're going to breeze through the grocery store, but uh, let's talk about cereal. Are you there? Well, cereal is a real challenge. Um, The... My kids, I, I sent my kids down the aisle because they're always grumpy that I won't buy them the, the sweetened cereal. And I said, okay, you go out there and you find one with less than four grams of sugar per serving, and I'll buy it for you. And I was still there half an hour later. Like, they're tough, these kids. <laughs> they just kept looking, you know. Um, so the idea here is to try, in, in the choose of, of cereal, is to try to find ones that are 100% whole grain, um, that have less added sugar and um, really kind of um, have the, the fiber that you want. So that's got to be at least four grams of fiber. Um, and these rules really get you to the healthier packaged cereals. I'm not saying don't eat packaged cereals because it's such, it's such a great convenience item. You know, you're in a rush, you need to make breakfast, you've got to get out the door, but eat one that's healthy. Yeah, very, very important. Going back to your recipes... Here's some great things here. And, again, to me, these aren't so much snacks. These are, you know, like I, I think they're like mini meals, like stovetop mm-hmm. tuna casserole, zucchini lasagna, chicken and vegetable pot pie, roasted Brussels sprouts, roasted asparagus. You do a lot with vegetables and some with meats. But talk about that. Talk about uh, more about the recipes. Right. So, um 
what I'm trying to do is give people a really easy way to cook vegetables and main meals that is just, it's inexpensive, um, affordable, because I want people to find all of this to be accessible. Uh, A lot of people don't cook because they don't have time and they don't have money. So I'm trying to address both at the same time. I'm super busy. I have like not a lot of time to do stuff. So these recipes, I use a lot of the oven and not a lot of prep time. So like the roasted Brussels sprouts, I just literally cut them in half, throw some olive oil and salt on them, and pop them in the oven because I'm doing 10 other things at the same time. Mm. And when they come out, they're like these wonderful, crunchy, sweet, caramelized bites that um, if you've ever had them, you'll know what I'm talking about. But if you've ever had a steamed veg, a Brussels sprout that kind of tastes sulfury? Yeah, it's very different. I, I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, me too. Lisa, talk yeah. about this chapter in your book, Emotional Eating. Tough. Talk about that. Yeah, so um, the I try to go through all the different uh, emotions that, <laughs> make you eat. Unfortunately, that's pretty much all of them. my my husband eats when he's happy. Um, I definitely eat when I'm sad or feeling lonely. Um, we eat for reasons that are are not about hunger. And if you can just get a handle on that, the times when you're eating, when it's not about hunger, you're going to lose weight um, because that that whole you know we, we eat all the time when we're hungry and this adds pounds. So it's not a neat thing. That's why I said you place a comfort food with more comfort food because we still have to honor our desires. When, when we're stressed out, the hormone response is to comfort ourselves in food. When we, when we eat it, releases endorphins that comfort. So there's a real biological feedback mechanism that's driving us to eat, but we've got to, we've got to look hard at it, we've got to get conscious, and we've got to stop eating when hungry. Yeah, that's, I think you're right. That's really a key. If you're not an emotional eater, I think that's half the battle, which is what you just said. Makes a big yeah, yeah. difference. Yeah. yeah All right, let's in. talk about exercise because you do have a chapter in your book on exercise. It's my favorite chapter, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, it's uh, probably my, my biggest challenge. Um, though all of this is challenging, for me, I'm, I'm a couch potato. So uh, I have worked really hard to get up and moving and, and active. And I talk about just this five-minute um, thing where you walk away. This is how I got moving after years of not moving. I walked two and a half minutes away from my house and two and a half minutes back. And it felt ridiculous at the time. But um, that, that just five minutes of walking, like we say we don't have time, we can't do it. Oh, and we feel so tired. The actual lethargy that we have is partly because we're not moving. So once you get moving, you get more energy, and it, it, facil- it kind of just keeps going. You, you move and move and move. Um, and I'm not going to run a marathon anytime soon, but um, somebody else who I interviewed in the book actually did, did go from five minutes all the way to a marathon, which is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, Lisa, what else would you like our, our listeners today to know about your book, Snack Girl to the Rescue? Real Life Guide to Losing Weight and Getting Healthy with 100 Recipes Under 400 Calories. And these are great food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, I guess I would say uh, definitely try the kale chips. That was a big game changer for me um, because that, that is kale is one of the healthiest, considered the healthiest vegetables you can eat. 
you can eat. Um, and eating it more often, uh, finding a way to love it, that was hard for me. And when I tried kale chips, I refined my recipe a couple different times, and I've gotten feedback from my, you know, a front of book, and people just love that recipe. So, and that is in your book. It is, yes, uh, it is. Yeah, well, they sell those kale chips in the grocery store too. Yeah, but they're not the same. You know how the difference between the fresh, fresh item that you just make, just like a fresh baked mm. cookie you make, versus a cookie at the bakery. It's, yeah, it's and you know, and your recipe is so easy. It's a bunch of kale, a pound, mm-hmm. extra virgin olive oil, and salt. Period. That's it. And you yes. just put it in the oven. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then you, the most exciting thing is then you're eating kale, and you feel really good about yeah. the fact that you finally, yeah. <laughs> at least for me, it was like I finally broke through that barrier and started loving it. Yeah, very, very good. All right, is there a message? Do you want to leave our listeners with a message? What's your message? Well, I hope, yeah, well, I hope to just inspire and encourage and, and help people who really don't know how to get healthy and need just a little push. I hope to motivate and, you know, whatever it is that's holding you back, you can, you can get over that hump. You just find, you know, look, to, look at it straight in the eye and just keep working at it. Yeah. And how can people get your book? So um, you can go to snackgirl.com, and there's a hyphen, snack-girl, and it's also on Amazon and um, in all bookstores. Okay, and do you give talks as well or workshops or? I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm doing my best. All right, so people on, can on... get this book by going to snackgirl.com, which is snack-girl.com. All right. right. And it's in major books. Yeah. All right. Lisa, it's been delightful to have you on the show. Well, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Stay on the line with us. All right, my guest today has been Lisa Kane. Her book is Snack Girl to the Rescue, a real-life guide to losing weight and getting healthy with 100 recipes under 400 calories. And these are easy, delicious foods for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And again, you cannot log on to snack-girl.com. You've been listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on Voice America, America's Voice. You can listen to my other radio programs as well. Just log on to my website, patriciaraskin.com, and you'll see there all of my other programs. And if you'd like to talk with me or if you would like to write to me, I'm very accessible, patricia at patriciaraskin.com, and I'd certainly love to hear from you. All right, folks, remember, I always close the show with this. Stay healthy. Stay happy. Get the support that you need and know that you can make your dreams come true. And until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com. And you can log on to voiceamerica.com and plug in Patricia Raskin and definitely listen to the radio shows. They're all archived on the Voice America site. And you can go to my site as well, patriciaraskin.com. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.